Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you're at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you for listening today to Hope Along the Journey podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, the podcast host, and it's a joy to have you with us today as we share together and listen to an incredible story from a lady by the name of Darcy Steiner. Darcy, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much, Mark. It's such a pleasure to speak with you again. Thank it, you. Yes, all the way there in Colorado, man. What a state. Isn't it beautiful out there? Oh my God. I have a view of the mountains from our deck and I just, I look at them daily, except, I, you know, I can't see them right now because there's fires going on. So there's smoke covering them, but most days I get to see the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Oh, that's awesome. I've been out there a few times. I know it's just, it's just beautiful. Well, we're delighted, Darcy, that you've taken time to be on the Hope Along the Journey podcast. For those of you who don't know Darcy, Darcy is a, an author, she's a speaker, she's a nutritionist, and she's about to release a very exciting book entitled Beauty Beyond the Thorns, Discovering Gifts in Suffering. So, Darcy, tell our listeners anything else about you, like, you know, I know you're a mom, I know you're, you're a grandma. So, I'm a grandma. Yeah, so tell, tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit more about you on a personal level. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, that is the highlight of the life, my life right now is being a grandma. Yeah. Um, I never imagined it'd be so incredibly special. You're right. Um, my granddaughter's seven months old and, uh, Mark and I, my husband, we get to go weekly to take care of Riley. So we get to see the weekly changes in her and, um, there's nothing like it. I'm just so grateful. Yeah. A, a good friend of mine made this statement said, when, when you have grandchildren, it's as if God opened up a place in your heart that never existed before. Oh, it's so true. It's a new gift. It's it's yeah. like nothing you ever imagined. And you hear people talk about how great it is to be a grandparent, mm -hmm. you know, but you don't really know until you are. <laughs> it's just that special. That's right. You, you don't get it till you become one. And then you understand you really why people want to always talk about their grandkids and show pictures <laughs> and bore everyone else, you know, but I get it now because now if I get an opportunity, oh, by the way, can I show you my grandchildren? So, yeah, and my gazillion pictures on my phone. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we do now. We don't carry any albums. Now we just <laughs> flip through that phone, right? Yes. That's neat. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you, Darcy. And as I mentioned to you when we talked about the, being on the podcast today, you've got a story that I'd like for you to share with those who are listening today a story that has, um, well, there's some pain and there's some heartache, but there's a lot of grace and a lot of joy. So just take us to back a few years and walk us through 
some of the journey that you and Mark have been on and what's been going on in your life the last several years. Okay, well, thank you. Well, in um, the year 2000, I fell down the stairs in our home and severely injured my back and was bedridden for two years. And during those two years, um, I lost a lot of weight and became malnourished. I almost lost my life um, because I was so malnourished. I was in severe depression. Um, our kids were two and a half and five. So Mark had a lot on his plate. He now had to be mom and dad. And it was heartbreaking, Mark. It was, the physical pain was difficult. I developed a nerve pain disorder called complex regional pain syndrome. And what that is, is it's a severe nerve pain disorder. And people that have CRPS don't usually recover from it. They don't get better. And so you just live with this severe pain. And so when you're not, when you're in so much pain, you're not hungry. So I didn't eat. And I had this conflicting feeling, I wanna die. And I begged God to take me. I begged him to take me. But I also begged him to let me live. I mean, you're just in that middle space where I don't want to leave my family, you know, but I don't know how I can live another day in this pain. Right. And, and you were uh, very active up to this point and living a very full life, weren't you? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, Mark and I both previous to this were full time in the ministry. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a volleyball team going. I was a volleyball player. Uh, loved the game, mm -hmm. had to stop playing that. I ran a daycare when my kids were born, had 11 kids that I watched by myself um, for daycare and, you know, spent so much time just doing ministry things. It was full-time and then full-time kids. And I was very active with my kids. Um, loved being a mom. That was my greatest aspiration at that time. I just wanted to pour my life into these two little human beings and just love them. And so that's what I did. And so then when I was injured, it was so heartbreaking because that's what I wanted. And I felt like that was taking that I could no longer be a mom. And I can't, it's hard for me to imagine, but you touched on a little bit the depression, the sense of uh, you, you lose your identity, you lose your, maybe even a sense of purpose. And again, that that element of that you touched on already that this may be something you won't recover ever from, but will be something you may deal with the rest of your life. So yes, either that or passing. I mean, there were doctors that expected me to pass. Oh, really? I wasn't aware of that. So did you feel like you were just kind of in, in a day-by-day -day existence? Did you feel like you were surviving but not thriving? What, what, what was it kind of like during that time period when that all began? It's not even day-by-day. Day. It was moment-by-moment. Mm -hmm. 
I just prayed that I could get through the next moment because each moment was so painful. Yeah. And that kind of physical pain is just, I can't even describe it other than it's hell. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like living in hell. I imagine hell to be like this chronic situation you can't get out of. Like you're trying everything. I was trying everything. And uh, I had a counselor by my side. Uh, I met this woman, Christina, and she is my counselor to this day. Uh, And she would come over weekly and sit by my bedside and talk. And she didn't charge me a thing. And there were people like this that God just dropped into my life. Mm-hmm. My church came, they built a ramp in our garage uh, for a wheelchair. They cleaned our home. They helped take care of our kids, brought us meals. Um, you know, the thing that didn't happen was Mark really was kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one really knew how to help him yeah. as a caretaker. And um you know, we'll get to this, but I'm going through round two of a disability and we're still kind of struggling with this um, where he's, he's unseen, but he's going through this as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So many times we, and we've talked about this previously, you know, the caregiver can get lost in all of this, but while they're not going through the pain that, that the one in need is going through, there is there is pain they're going through. It's an emotional pain. It's, and there are so many conflicting feelings and emotions and uh, it's difficult and very challenging and, and exhausting for them as well, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, he, Mark is very fit. He runs every few days and um, <clears throat> this man gains weight. He had grown a beard. Uh, you could just see the depression in him. He was not himself. And he was so run down by trying to support us. You know, he would work at night and take care of the kids during the day, oftentimes, hardly slept. And, you know, he's struggling because he's been told, I may die. And how is he going to live his life? How is he going to live as a single parent? Yeah. Yeah. How is he going to deal with grieving over the death of his young wife? Mm -hmm. Because I was young. I was 40. Yeah, right. And had a lot of conflicting feelings and emotions and, and, and it's, it, none of us are really ready for that. It's not the way we think life is supposed to be. It's not the script that most of us anticipate is it at all that this is a way this is how it's all going no one ever thought these chapters would be in the book of our lives oh we plan our lives and i had mine planned out in fact i had mark sign a contract we're going to have a kid this year and a kid this year (laughs) (laughs) and i'm a detailed person Uh i i like to plan and i think ahead Mm -hmm. and I had great plans for our kids and our family. And then I'm ejected, Yeah, you know? Right. And I right. felt rejected. I felt, uh, God, where are you? You know, 
how could you allow this? Why, why did you give me two kids and then not allow me to raise them? Right. So you've got, you've got the, the physical pain that you're dealing with. You've got the emotional trauma that you're, you, the mental stuff that you're going through. And, and then, of course, then spiritually, you know, the thing is, we're holistic people, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And you can't touch or put trauma in one area of our life and it not impact all the other areas of our life. Is that not true in so well, many ways? You're so right. Yeah. And spiritually, wow. I, you know, Mark and I had, you know, roles in the church uh, where we were taking care of a lot of people mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just trying to serve and love and give and meet needs. And all of a sudden, I am thrown to the bottom, literally to the bottom right. of the stairs into pain. And I'm no longer needed in the church. Because the church didn't see me as having anything to give. And so I realized, you know, I think there's a hierarchy here Mm -hmm. that doesn't need to be here. And I started realizing I was living in this hierarchy. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being on the top. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't realize this until I fell. Right. And so this was a gift, Mark, mm-hmm. and it helped me to see what faith truly is. Faith, if, if God requires faith for us to, to have a relationship with him, all works were taken away from me. I could do no work. I could serve no one. And I remember one day looking, you know, around the room and I was thinking, I'm useless, you know, and everybody else sees me as useless. And then I realized, but anyone, God calls us all, anyone can go to him. Right. Mm -hmm. So what that means is all I have to do is believe. Mm -hmm. And it simplified my faith. And I had never heard that before, that I never realized how hard it is to just believe. Right. It's, it's, so, it's so easy for all of us, is it not, Darcy, to, to develop a sense that, well, we understand we're saved by grace through faith. But, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, we still have this thing that says, but I want to deserve it. I want, still want to somehow merit this. I still want to somehow prove to God that I was deserving of mm-hmm. the grace that he has shown me. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, when that's all stripped away, like you said, and you don't have, you, you don't have all this hierarchy anymore. You don't have this position anymore. You're not able to give, rather you're on a receiving end now where others now must care for you. It really does tear that whole pyramid down of self-reliance and, and any kind of self-importance or any kind of works-based salvation, it really tears that down, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, you know, I am so grateful to have learned that because had I not, I'd probably still be in that place where I'm trying to deserve my faith, you know, yeah. my, my yeah. salvation. But God had a plan. 
Yeah, he certainly did. So the years came and went by. It, what changes took place between that, the, that account and where you are today? What else has happened in this journey for you, Darcy? Okay. Well, um, I, I had an interest in nutrition before I had my fall. And I began a, by three weeks, I began a nutrition program. And then I had my fall and I couldn't study because I couldn't sit up. I couldn't read. I couldn't study. I mean, I was just so focused on my pain. But eventually um, I took out one of my nutrition books and I asked Mark, can you make me this protein shake? And so he did. And it was one of the things that I could tolerate eating. It was much easier for me to drink my calories mm -hmm. than eat them. And so by eating these protein drinks, I, I gained some weight and I needed to gain weight. And that helped my mood because it had amino acids. And as a nutritionist, yes, I love the subject of amino acids. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I know I, I can't really talk about it here too much, but as a result of this, I started studying and mm -hmm. six years later, I earned my master's degree in holistic nutrition. That's beautiful. And God yeah. saved me. God saved me through natural foods. Wow. That's incredible. That, and that's a whole, and, and again, I get sure this is going to be something that's going to be in your book, Chris. Is that, is that correct? You're going to correct. share some yes, of this in I have, detail? I have one chapter um, called the gift of fulfillment, mm -hmm. where we don't find our fulfillment through food. We find it through God. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And I do talk about nutrition there. And I think we Americans especially are guilty because we live in a land of so much abundance where food is just everywhere and it becomes a means of comfort. It's what we we eat when we're sad, we're, we eat when we're happy, and yet, myself included, we don't really watch what we eat. We just kind of just consume. We're consumers, and we just consume, and we pay the consequences for it. But that's great that you were able to get that degree and, and to do that. That's wonderful. Do you, just before we move on, do you still use some of that nutritional information today to help other people or work with other people at all in helping them? Absolutely, yes. So, um, I, it was a miracle, Mark. I got to the point where I had no pain, no pain. And I began to teach sports nutrition at the local high school. And my daughters were included in that, which was kind of fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, I taught sports nutrition and met with clients individually. Had one of my clients go on to become a nutritionist herself, which was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of my clients is currently in the NBA. Oh, um, really? That's my sports great. nutrition yeah. kids is in the NBA. So, um, so that was kind of fun, mm -hmm. you know, in meeting with clients. I took a break when my kids were going to college and spent my time full time helping them win scholarships. So I was the organizer. And I said, you know, this essay is due this day, this right, essay is right. due this day, because we had to help them get through college. And um, 
So I took a reprieve from my nutrition, but still practiced it and met with a client occasionally. But yes, I just recently met with a group home, actually three, um, who have brain injuries. And I met with them and taught them the basics of nutrition. And we ran a little weight loss competition, which went phenomenal. Um, And I changed their menu. I I developed a menu for them. Their menu was terrible. Um, Too much cheese. It had too much cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm not going to tell you, but I got cheese laying right here on my desk. I'm I'm not going to tell you that. You didn't hear me say that. (laughs) I didn't hear you say that. No, it's the too much cheese is the problem. Oh, it's the too much. All right. Oh, I won't tell you how much I had. (laughs) I won't do that. I won't tell you about my cheese, and I certainly am not going to say anything about my coffee habits. Yeah, and I won't talk about Mark's coffee. My Mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a good man. I'll tell you what, he's a good man if he drinks that, that stuff. Yeah. So all, it's amazing how this has worked out, still working out, and in where you are today. There's what, what I'd like to do, I'd like to really encourage our listeners to, to get your book and, and to read it. But I'd like to take just a few moments here and just let you share you mentioned the the you talk about the thorns beauty beyond the thorns discovering gifts and suffering could you at least just share like maybe one or two gifts what are you talking about these gifts of the thorn and and what were one or two gifts that has that came out of all this and maybe it's still coming out of all of this today for you sure um i need to preface that with this and that is that I am going through suffering a second time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was injured at my daughter's wedding three years ago. Um, a chair fell on me and re-triggered the CRPS. So I have not walked hardly in three years. So I sit a lot. And so instead of earning another degree, this time I wrote a book and I just I felt like God was showing me some things that I'd never seen when I was well. And I felt like, okay, I want to share this. I want to share this because this is profound Mm -hmm. and paradoxical. And it's like what he talks about um, in the Sermon on the Mount, in the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. Everything is turned upside down. Our world is upside down. Um, So some of the gifts some of my chapters, actually my first chapter, um, this is Hope Along the Journey podcast. My first chapter is Hope. Mm -hmm. And um, I talk about my my journey, both incidences of my my suffering, my physical suffering. Um, I talk about compassion uh, because, you know, sometimes when people believe, well, I I need to go back again. So my book started out talking about all of the healings in the Bible, 33 occurrences, healings in the Bible. And God morphed it and changed it. But yes, we all have thorns, whether it's the thorn of divorce, the thorn of pain, the thorn of losing a job, of infertility. We all have thorns that we go through in our lives. Okay. So 
we all have them and they hurt. But our hope is in Jesus because he staunches the bleeding, the pain that we feel. That's right. He meets us at the cross. He suffered and his pain was wrapped up in suffering. So he can relate to us. And if we don't have our hope in God, how can we find healing? And, you know, my healing, yes, our healing will come for believers when heaven comes. But we can have hope before that. Amen. And so I talk, you know, this isn't a sad book. I share happy stories. I use humor. Um, to be real. And what I do is I parallel some of my stories with some of the Bible stories of Jesus's healings and other people in the Bible, you know, even in the old Testament, Joseph and Job are included and how, you know, I parallel them to help people who may not know the Bible very well to understand you know, what the Bible's saying by relating them to current day examples. I had Mark write a chapter about caregiving and a friend of mine who is in a wheelchair and was expected to live to the age of seven and he's now 57. Um, and he's a believer. He works um, at, for Youth for Christ. And I oh, asked him awesome. to And so his story is in there. And then I share a story about Pam Dale, who was a meteorologist here in Denver. And we became friends. And um, her faith was amazing. I went over to help her build her faith. And I ended up handing her my Bible. And I said, Pam, I need you to teach me that I have the kind of faith. So there's, there's stories of other people mm-hmm. who have gone through suffering. It's not just my stories of suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mark's chapter is really an important one, I, I feel like, that addresses a need that a lot of people, that their need isn't being met. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, a lot of people are relating to that as I send my book out to different people who endorse it. It's like that is a great chapter to have in the book because it is Absolutely. not very much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it yeah, it's a great addition to that because again, we we spoke earlier, and as you and I have talked about at other times, that caregiver role is often forgotten in all of this. And yet it's so vitally important to care for the caregivers too, to make sure that physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually that they can keep in a good place so that they can provide the care that is necessary and be able to enjoy their life as they continue, however long it may be in this, in the role of giving care. So that's great. You know, I'm so glad you came on Darcy. Your story is incredible. I wish people could see your face and, and the glow on your face today. Uh, knowing all that you suffer, knowing that you're confined right now to a wheelchair, and yet to see your joy, to see you trying to reach out and help others, it's, it's just truly a blessing to see that. 
I'm so glad we connected through LinkedIn. I'm glad we found each other. Me because, too. Yeah, your story is just such a great story. And this podcast is all about hope along the journey. And all of us have our own journey, don't we? And, and all of us have a unique story to tell. And yours is definitely a grace-filled story. Is there, is there any closing words you'd like to share with our listeners before we give out some of your information for the book? Is there anything else you'd just like to, to add as we wrap things up? You know, I think it's easy to think that this is about me, this is my story, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's God's story. Mm -hmm. God is working his plan for my life and his plan is perfect. That's God right. is working his plan for your life and it's perfect. And we don't see the whole picture is the problem. And that's where faith and trust come in because we only see a small piece. We see a puzzle piece. That's right. That's so and true. By trusting him that he loves us and he's working his perfect plan for us, we're good. We're okay. We're in the best place we could be because he's working his plan in love for us. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Darcy. And I just want to encourage all of our listeners to, to look up Darcy's um, website. It's at Darcy, and that's D-A-R-C-I, Darcy, J for joy, Steiner, S-T-E-I-N-E-R.com. Is that right? Correct. Stacy, jsteiner.com. Or actually Darcy. Pardon me? Darcy. Darcy, let me get that right. Darcy J Steiner.com. I think I was, I was looking ahead at something else. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> and also at Darcy at Darcy J Steiner.com is your email, correct? All right, great. So if they want to reach out to you, they can reach out. When is your, when is the book going to actually be available? Do you have a, a date for that? Um, I don't have an actual date, but the end of August. Okay, yeah. the end of August. So that's great. So about the time maybe this is going to be airing which it should be airing the last of August, uh, maybe that book will be out and ready. And it'd be, I guess, available through various sites, especially you're going to have it on Amazon, I'm sure, and other places. Yes, you can find it on Amazon. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, I'm self-publishing, so it oh, won't great. be in bookstores right away, but it will be eventually in independent bookstores. And, but wonderful. yes, Amazon would be the place to go. Okay, Beauty Beyond the Thorns, Discovering Gifts in Suffering. Darcy, thank you so much. Appreciate you being on the podcast today. And thank you listeners for being part of Hope Along the Journey. We always enjoy and appreciate you listening. And as we say, every time we get together, we just remind you that Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. And if you will look to him, he will help you to find hope along your journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to know more, follow us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey or send us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again for more hope along the journey.